This is James White, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, and I am joined today by a regular guest here on the pod and on the SiriusXM show. You know him, you love him. His name is CJ Kaltenbach. You can find him on Twitter at the Siege DFS. You're probably already following him, but if you're not, please, Roster Watch Nation, mobilize, unite, go give him a follow on Twitter, not only because... We, we love him and he's a great friend of the show, but also because you can uh, vicariously be sucked into all of the drama and hijinks that he causes there on Twitter.com. Siege, what the fuck's going on, brother? <laughs> What's going on, man? I try, I've been trying not to do as much drama during the quarantine and then, oh, man, it did, it, I was doing well the last two weeks. I, I've just officially just lost it and I'm back to where I was before. Do you have trust in Will Fuller this year now that DeAndre Hopkins is gone? I just did. Absolutely. Yeah. If I have to plug him in a starting lineup, you really want to do that every Saturday night or Sunday morning? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. But I won't be, but I'll be doing it for like the seven weeks that he's healthy. If you oh. if, if 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 you look at the splits with and without DeAndre Hopkins, it's like man, I just did I just did twelve mocks using the two point, just testing out version two point five of our of our cheat sheet for PPR leagues for season long, and I got Will Fuller an eight out of twelve. I, I did one from each position, just a manual, you know, just some manual simulations as opposed to these mass sims that we do sometimes, just showing us exposures. I, I, I like to go in and just do manual simulations sometimes to where I can just sort of see how the flow of the draft is going. And sometimes I'll be like, well, why are we taking this guy here? You know, when I have the option to take this guy and, and that's sort of how, you, you know, a lot of those tweaks are made through these manual ones. So I did 12 manuals this morning. I got Will Fuller an eight of 12. And I was like, man, that's a little bit too much Will Fuller. But then I thought, Jesus Christ, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. I looked at the average draft position of where I was like the earliest I took him was picked like seven ten. And I, I was getting him at some point all the in twelve team leagues, twelve team snake leagues, all the way to like eight point zero eight. Like at that point, isn't the fact that he's going to be injured, isn't that kind of baked in? I mean, I just yeah, I'm actually pulling up eighty ADP from NFSC because I'm really curious where he's going. Uh, I'll bet you his I'll bet you his best ball ADP is higher than the season long ADP uh, consensus. So I was actually going to pull up the I actually was pulling up the best ball ADP first. I should have had this sheet up because this is basically what I make my whole life decisions based on. Uh, <laughs> Wolf Fuller so ADP is eighty, so that's uh, the, so that's a little bit. So that's the end of round seven. Uh, round seven ends at pick eighty four. So Ooh, I got him at one hundred two in this best ball from like really early on. That was a good job by me. Yeah. <laughs> he, that that's like twelve. That's ten. The lowest he's gone is uh, ninety two, which is seven twelve. Is that right? Okay. Well, I, it, like I said, you know, I feel like he's a. Wait, 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 wait. 
But let me he's go, a, look, he, let me go he's a better best ball commodity. He's a better best ball commodity than he is yeah. in redraft for sure. So I can see Actually, why it's a little bit over. Redraft ADP is higher, believe it or not. I vehemently disagree with that. Oh, that's but. a stupid. That's a that's a that's a that's a stupid thing. That doesn't yeah, make sense. I, so he's going in between the the highest he's gone is early sixth, and the latest he's gone is late seven. I think that sounds like more where you guys have him in in in, in FFPC. And NFFC, I can pull up FFPC too. Is it, wait, but, which one is tight end premium? F FFPC uh, F, F, is tight end premium. This okay. is the non tight end premium. I get them exactly. mixed up. Okay, so it looks like on Fantasy Pros, the ADP consensus here from on on for PPR, we're looking at more like yeah, eighty one. So I mean, right there, kind of in that in that same. But if you're same. getting them cheaper than that, I absolutely yeah, would keep getting, getting up shares. You're you're getting them cheaper, and even right siege. I think at the end of round seven, Will Fuller's. I mean, if you if you know you just, you you look at the splits without Hopkins. I mean, I understand. You know, I understand. You know, I understand. He's that kind of the end of the pieces. tier for me. He's kind of the end of the tier for me. I actually like if I was to just like I, if I just sort by wide receiver, which is what I'm going to do on my screen, right? And I go down to Will Fuller. Who is wide receiver thirty five off the board, and I read off the receivers after him. Like you can just tell they're like there's this massive drop off. Well, Julian Edelman's probably the same tier for me at least. I'm high on the Patriots. We can talk about that if you want. And oh then it's God. like you will. Yes, we need to circle back to that because I don't understand how you could be high on on them. But, uh, I I think that this Jared Stidham hate is completely <laughs> okay. Off. All right, all right, we're gonna come right back to that. But let's just talk okay. about this tier. But, so it's like Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, Darius Slayton, Jamison Crowder. Like those are like the next five receivers off the board. I skipped CD Lamb because I know you and I agree on CD Lamb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, so like that's the five that are going after Will Fuller. And then the so he's kind of like an end of a tier. So he's kind of a nice value if you can grab him because there really isn't a huge drop off between him and like the next guys on that list. So I mean I'm going to end up probably being overweight on Will Fuller. I actually don't have a ton at the moment. But I I do see the shares I have are just all best ball because it's just it's so much easier to just plug in Will Fuller as a wide receiver three in best ball and just know that like okay I need a decent wide receiver four and wide receiver five if I'm going to do that but the value is perfect. No, it's, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's to, it's it really really is good value. Um, and what I'm seeing it like on 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 the ADP side on the ADP source you're looking at is Brandon Cooks near near him? Yes, and it makes no sense. I just yeah okay. I mean it's the same here. It's actually the, I mean why they it's the the fantasy pros ADP consensus which um, is the ESPN ADP. Um, I don't have all the ADP. It's a consensus of five different sources. I don't have the exact sources pulled up, but it's like on this ADP consensus, Brandon Cooks is actually going to spot before Will Fuller. So I, this year I'll own a lot of Will Fuller. I'll own very little. Um, or I will basically no Brandon, Brandon Cooks. And, <laughs> zero. I will and, own zero. And through and, and, and through this tier, I find myself consistently, as you mentioned, getting a good bit of CD Lamb, getting a good bit of Will Fuller, getting a good bit of Marquise Brown. And then if he's sliding, just before we, we, we talk about Patriots, if he's sliding and you can get him in the seventh round, where are you right now on AJ Green, Siege? I'm so I'm so torn on AJ Green. Funny is he started to, he's starting to fall into like the eighth round now. He's falling, right? And I, yeah. the reason I'm not drafting him now isn't because I don't think he's worth an eighth rounder. It's if I draft him in the eighth round, I'm committing to drafting him in the ninth round in three weeks, 
And I'm not sure I really want to have to take like the world's biggest AJ Green stand. <laughs> yeah, I, because that's, that. like, once you commit to take a player at a certain point, right? You no. decide the value's too high. Barring you got a price enforce if you you got a price enforce if like if if you get a lot I, of them I, in, at eighth the round value. I got myself into last yeah. year I, when I was going back through my best balls. I realized I got myself in trouble with Darwin Thompson last year, where I was willing to take him once I decided I was going to take him in round ten. Like at some point, and then he started falling around twelve. I was just right. taking him in every draft, and I ended up just having this obscene stand on Darwin Thompson that I just really didn't need to have. So I'm trying to do a better job of trying to project where the bottom's going to be, and this works when you play a ton of teams, and I play a ton of best ball teams, right? Because you don't have to manage them. So I think that AJ Green's going to bottom out in the middle of the ninth round, and at that point, I'll gladly take him. But I think he's a value now. But there's bust potential for sure. Like I would not count on him as a starter. I would need him to be like wide receiver four or wide receiver five on my team. And that's what he is. I mean, that's that's what he is. Like at the very worst, he'd be he'd, he'd be your wide receiver three. But I, I think that just where you can get him, I'm just I'm 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 just I'm starting to see him pop up in some simulations around that same time as Will Fuller. And I was just kind of looking at it. I was just I was just wondering your thoughts because I I I mean my my only the only thing I begin to think is, well, the offense is going to be better as a whole. It's, I mean, it's the reason why at least I am, you know, I, I'm pretty. The other issue here, pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty interested in like guys like Joe Mixon. I'm interested in taking, you know, Joe Burrow. I, you, late. I was, I can't get on Joe Mixon. I want why, to. So, but what I, is it? That, what, what is it? What do you, what do you think that, what do you think that you've seen out of him that you don't think that he's going to. So okay. high. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, it's 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 sneaky that there are these guys besides Dalvin, like Mixon could hold out. Just the only thing is he hasn't really come out and been as loud speaking about it and as fervent about saying that he's going to do it. There there have been whispers, and I think he's almost kind of said it. Before. Had, has he said the H word yet? I I think I he might have actually so. something might have come out that sort of said it. Yeah, but I mean that. It also is every sharp I see in the every sharp I respect in these high stakes leagues is just avoiding him like the plague. Yeah, and like if I if I'm worried about it, and they're all doing it, I can't help to think that someone doesn't know. Oh, oh, all right. If the holdout risk weren't there, you would definitely like Joe Mixon. I would take him above Dalvin Cook for sure. Yeah. Okay. And Miles Sanders, and I'm the Miles Sanders truther. And the reason why is is because. There's, we the expect the whole really offense good. to be a whole lot better. Like they, they've made so many different improvements. I've talked about them here a, a, a lot. I certainly understand what you're saying, though, about the mixing with AJ the possible. Two that I want to mention before we switch back to the Patriots. T. Higgins is free, and that is kind of my problem with taking AJ Green is because I'm not going to take two Bengals receivers, and it's like T. Higgins is going to play, and T. Higgins is free, so. It's I hate I just hate lock like locking myself out of like what I think is like the best of the value picks before I even get started. Like his ADP right now is as wide receiver 73. I mean, come on. He's going to play like 75 percent of the snaps right out of the gate. He's going in the same range as LaVisca Chanel, who I like. But that team is like a a million bodies and there's no way to know if he's going to play. I know T. Higgins is going to play. I think that we can say with a, a good bit of confidence that LaVisca Chanel's going to play. <laughs> he he should. He's going to play. He should. I mean, you and yeah. I, I know that you and I agree on the talent. Yeah. But 
we've we've seen the Jaguars play wide receiver games for too long for me for me to be like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to trust the Jaguars wide receivers. Yeah. I see. Baviska could could end up hurting your boy Leonard Fournette more more more, more than anyone. My boy Leonard Fournette. <laughs> yeah, right. Talk about a talk about a bet that I was on the right side of and somehow lost. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, that oh, is, uh, it's going to be watching. Siege, of course, talking about our career. about our Christian McCaffrey versus uh, Leonard Fournette bet. I believe from, from from two years ago that I somehow somehow sucked out on. Um, I think it was twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, you and everyone back. else sucked yeah. out so hard on that bet. Shockingly, <laughs> no one would run it back for 2018 when I was yeah. interested. I can't imagine why. Yeah, I think I made the right call there, not not <laughs> running it back. Um, all right, Patriots, Jared Jared Stidham. I've always been a little bit of a guy saying like I'm just like, dude, I I I like the idea of Jared Stidham to Nikhil Harry, which was something that I said on a podcast with one of our guests. I forgot who it was, but. They just they looked at me like I had a third eyeball or some kind of butthole for a face whenever I said that. But I don't hear much um, enthusiasm for the New England Patriots this year because it's just it it, it is a new it, you know, it's a new quarterback. I mean, what just what do you think about Stidham? He's been a dude that I've shit. I mean, I've I've followed him since he was a since he was a recruit uh saw him at the senior bowl and thought man this guy looked better during the senior bowl week than he did on his college film or that he did at certain points during college and then you know when byron was up there for training camp this uh this last season he said that he thought stidham was out there kind of throwing some dimes and stuff like that in practice as if he was sort of sort of coming along in a way that was um in in, in a way that was impressive I just, to me, it's hard to put too many eggs in that basket, man. It's just like you're a Patriots fan. This is the first, like, this is, things are going to be a lot different. This is the big, big, big change. I mean, it's, Tom Brady's gone. It's a, okay, it's a yeah. big change. I, so I'll least start by saying Jared Stidham right now is my second highest exposed player in draft champions, cut lines, best balls. I am all the way in. Like, not sort of in, like, I am. I am passing on the mid-tier of quarterbacks to take Jared Stenham as QB2 or QB3. <laughs> I, 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 I am all the just... way in. I have watched during COVID, I have watched every single Jared Stenham college game from start to finish. <laughs> and I probably will do it again before this summer is over after I stare at 80-something percent exposure to Jared Stenham and make sure I wasn't crazy the first time when I watched the games. All right, so, so tell, me, tell me what you saw. I saw a quarterback who in his junior season was making all the throws. It's why he was heading into last year or into last year's draft, the 2019 draft. He was presumptive first round pick. And what happened was that he just decided he should have left. The team was awful. The offensive line was bad. His best wide receiver got hurt. He tore his ACL and he had no confidence in the protection and he had no confidence in the playmakers. And it showed Right. You're not going to get away with that in the SEC West. Like that's just not going to work if you don't have an offensive line or skill talent. It's not going to work in the SEC West. And the numbers suffered. But if you go back to that 2018 Alabama game and you watch that thing from start to finish where Auburn beat Alabama. I don't know how you can't say that guy isn't a first round caliber quarterback. We're talking about a guy who out of high school was rated higher than Sam Darnold, Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. No, he, yeah, he was. An he has recruit. all the yeah. skills. And we've seen the Patriots do this before. Now, granted, this guy has more talent than like Matt Castle was, 
Remember, remember when Matt Castle was drafted in the seventh round by the Patriots? Like, do people remember that Matt Castle started zero college games because he kept losing the USC quarterback battle? Hmm. Like, and the Patriots took the skill talent. Like, if he's well, good enough to be in these competitions with first-round picks every other year, he probably is worthy of a seventh-round pick. If you look at the Patriots' history of drafting quarterbacks, it's pretty damn good. Like, it's pretty good. Matt Cass on the seventh, Jacoby Brissett in the third, Jimmy G in the second, uh, Brian Hoyer in the fourth. Uh, I'm missing one. There's five. I, I mean, think obviously, you're like, they one. miss. But. Which one could you possibly be, 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 be missing? Oh, Tom Brady in the sixth. Yeah, right. Okay. See, right. Yeah. <laughs> see, <laughs> notice okay. how I've turned. I, I've, I've just, like, evaporated that from my mind. <laughs> right. right. So their history of drafting quarterbacks is really good. And he's got the talent. He's got the skills. He won at the highest level, the SEC West. I the, – the hate comes from he, they haven't seen it on an NFL field. Like that's where the hate comes from. But like you could argue he had a just about as successful a college career as like Dwayne Haskins did. Certainly more successful than Drew Locke who's going at pick 155 because they saw him be competent for like – three games well no it's because they saw them draft jerry judy and kj and, and by the way i'm a drew lock fan i'm a huge drew lock fan i'm not that's not a shot at drew lock but there's just stidham's just being drafted in the wrong tier for me and he's gonna have the job like bringing in brian hoyer and having every patriots defender go on national tv before covid and talk about how or like the start of COVID, like how Jared Stidham was great in practice and they, they're looking forward to him being the guy this year. And then they sign no one. Hint, hint. It's his job. Every time I read that Brian Hoyer is the front runner for that job, he beat Brian Hoyer for the backup job last year. He already won this battle. He right. did it as a fourth round pick. Like I just I am. And it's Josh McDaniels and the system is going to be good and they're going to throw they're, they were number one again last year in uh, game script neutral pass rate. Boy, spoiler alert, the Patriots' game flows aren't going to be as good this year as much as I like Stidham. It's going to be much more friendly to passing. I don't understand the hate. And I don't think – that when I hear responses back about Stidham, it has, it, has to, it has to do with NFL. It has nothing to do with talent. So if I can get a free super talented player – I'm going to take them. So is, does the, is your bullishness on Stidham, does it extend to Nikhil, Harry, um, yeah. Edelman? I, I, or, I, I, mean, is I think any... James White is, is the biggest cheat code in fantasy right now. <laughs> I, I, See, you're giving, you're giving me all these different quotes that I'm going to be able to choose between to put on the – to, to put on the thumbnail. Uh, for it, 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 I, I need to find this. I need to, it's funny. It's um, Scott Barrett who, who uh, it does a lot of good work. He literally tweeted this the other day and it really just kind of, I need to find, I need to find the tweet. Like he did, he went through all this work to show why James White was great. And then he was like, I'm not drafting James White. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why did you bother doing all the work on why he's so good? If you weren't going to do it. See if I can pull this up. 
Well, I mean, it, James White becomes a little bit more interesting too now with the with the news about Sony Michelle. Show. James White averaged nineteen point three fantasy points per game in losses and eleven point two fantasy points in victories. So if you think the Patriots are going to be worse this year, how is that not good news for James White? One of the best pass protectors in the in the league. Something that we saw even go back to his week at the scene. I will never forget at the Senior Bowl. Like the pass protection drills never stand out to me. They're one of the most boring things to watch. You just your eyes drift elsewhere. Whenever we got to watch the running backs versus the linebackers, and it was the two. I always remember it was the two Wisconsin kids. It was James White and do, do you remember Chris Chris Borland? There was just a bulldog of a of a linebacker for the yeah, 49ers for a while. But then but then he uh, but then he retired early. Yeah, like. He was the only dude who who could handle Chris Chris Borland in those drills, and maybe it's because he would practice against him in college and all this stuff. But you know that Belichick and everybody saw those pass protection. I mean, they 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 care about that so much more than almost anything else. And with a with a new young quarterback in there that could be taking time to process a, a you know a complex system, it makes sense, man. That, that that James White could be in there a little bit more often as a dude who they just trust. And of course, if you're on the field more, you're going to get more. You know, you're gonna you're, if if you're James White, and you're on the field more pass protection. That's gonna just gonna be more targets out of the backfield. And speaking of Scott Barrett, I mean, I think he's the one that talks about a target being worth what two point seven times a carry, not a not a reception, just just a a, a target. So as far as uh, as far as value as as, as far as uh, value based expectations so I can I mean I can understand it for James White and the thing about James White too is he's, he's starting to maybe he's starting to feel a little bit old but he's not really he's he's really not all that old yet um he's still in the first contract isn't he yeah isn't he like I, I think he's, 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 I think he's the I think he was the was the 20 was the 2014 or 2015 senior bowl it was Borland and James White and those guys so yeah he's 28 he just turned 28 so um and then also Sony Michelle, he's having. It's a, what's the deal with Sony, dude? He's like, this is a foot now, could, right? Could couldn't couldn't pay me to draft Sony. Maybe pay me more than the entry fee. So I, have, <laughs> I don't want my name attached to a Sony Michelle. Show. <laughs> so so bullish on James White is that so that's what's below one a bear on, for on Sony Michelle. Like I, I whatever is below a bear, just it's no. Just do not draft list. So yeah, Nikhil Harry, I mean Edelman, any interest in Sanu or these ancillary yeah, pieces, I, or is I, that I, just going to be for DFS? I'm, I'm a Sanu guy. I I think the injury last year was bigger than people think, and I think the hate's gone so far just based off what they gave up for him. Um, I was actually just looking at it. I have 25% to Mohamed Sanu right now. Um, like where I where I miss out on Saint on Nikhil Harry, um, I have a lot of I have more of him. So yeah, I'm just bullish on this Patriots offense. I don't the defense is going to keep them in games. It's not like they're going to get run out of the building. They're going to have the ball a lot. That defense is still really really good. So I just think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for Jared Stidham to rack up stats. You know, it, I kind of think the the worst the worst outcome is like a super poor man's Jameis Winston last year, but that was worth a lot of fancy points too. Let's just let's just get you out of here on a couple quick hits on some of these because you've already given us enough gold for a, for for one podcast plus all the. Oh man, I'm just getting up. warmed up. I just got so many hot takes to go. <laughs> let, let, let's just go through some of these names, and I want to hear your just your initial thoughts. Kenyon Drake, kind of one. Of, he's kind of the, one of those RBs at the end of round one. I I'm fine with like I'd rather have him than Derrick Henry, or huh. like a Joe Mixon. Okay. Definitely That's no true. Nick no Nick Chubb for me. So like. If I'm stuck okay. in one of those spots and I need a running back in round one, yeah, I'm fine with Drake. I'm not 
Like I'm taking Sanders over him, but I, I'm fine with Drake. I don't have a problem with Drake. I, I would say I'm like above the field on Drake, but I'm not like dying to get him. If you look at the top, like if you talk, look at like the top 55 of these guys, or I guess the top 58 of these guys by, by uh, ADP, um, Kenyon Drake right now, probably somewhere around like running back nine to running back 11. I don't know exactly where you're seeing him, but if you look at the games where PPR scoring has been higher than 25 points, what as far as the distribution, the only guy, if, if you only take Kenyon Drake's games in Arizona last year, he was 37.5% of the time he was getting you over 25 PPR points. Now, of course, number one in that statistic is Christian McCaffrey, who over the course of the last two years has gotten you there almost 60% of the time, which is just unbelievable. The, it, 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 Remember when people said two years ago he couldn't run up the middle? Just, yeah, you can just go find those takes on Twitter. They're there. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the fi- 56.25% of the time, he's, he's getting you a PPR 25-plus p- point monster. Kenyon Drake is in second place out of everybody if you only use last year. So he, he's a guy who I'm interested in. Uh, do you well, think – Where are you drafted? Where are you interested in? I'm like, I assume it's the, behind McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, Elliott. Yeah, closer to the turn. Yeah. Closer to the turn. I, see, I, I think I'm higher than that. Like, I think he's probably like – seven i'm just looking at this list he's probably like seven or eight off my board i think for me at the running at the running back position he'll be yeah running back running back depending on what happens to joe mixon man he could maybe be up to running back six i think uh, i think i'm probably taking michael thomas ahead of him and then i just think i'd have to think real hard i won't michael thomas this year not a single share well, he's just he's he's too expensive to get, and and when you start out with Michael, the the reason why it's so hard to take him is when you start out with with Michael Thomas, you're behind the eight ball with how many people are just going so running back heavy in these first three rounds. Yeah, because, and it's like I can get Calvin Ridley or AJ Brown or Cortland Sutton in round four. It's just like not worth the running back hit. Thanks. How about Josh Jacobs? You're you're finding all the guys that I keep drafting because I kind of just like them better than everyone else. Like, again, I would take Josh Jacobs over Nick Chubb. I would take him over Austin Eckler. I would take him over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And just by having that opinion, that just means I'm going to end up with a lot of Josh Jacobs. I'm still worried about the pass game. I think if I, if I was in an auction, I would just, like, pass this tier. But, you know, then snake drafts, you don't have that option. So, yeah, Josh Jacobs is a guy that I'm probably going to be overweight the field on, but I'm not pounding the door on him. You talked earlier about Miles Sanders. Um, oh, so yeah. just why not talk to me about why you like him so much and why you think that he can improve on 16 touches, why, why he might go up from, from 16 touches per, per game? Well, first of all, if he gets 16 touches per game, that's a touch increase from last year. He didn't get yeah. over 60% of the tar- touches until week 11. What was he, He's like 15.6 or something last year, right? Something like that. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was close to 16, right, last but, but year? Again, you have to look at from week 11 on, right? He got over 60% of the work for the first time in the entire season. Even if that number goes from, like, he gets over 60% to, like, 70%, 75%, which I think is possible with Boston Scott as your backup, you know, you could be looking at an increase in 15 16% in production. And when you do that, he grades out to, like, running back five or running back four. And, and there's upside that he just is the guy, and it's 90% plus. Now, with this coaching staff, is that percentage super high? Maybe, maybe not. We can definitely have that conversation. But it's that, like, Miles Sanders is way better than everyone else on that roster. Well, but what they, about they who have, could they, be they on the roster? They haven't been linked with Freeman in a while. Carlos Hyde signed. Right. No, no, I get it. Once Carlos Hyde signed it, like I did tick him up the cheat sheet just, just a little bit. But Devontae Freeman is still out there. There's still a couple of these assholes still out there kind of lingering. I, I would just I would take Miles Sanders over Zeke right now. And I have been taking him over Zeke. 
I have no interest in Zeke this year. None. Zeke Zeke already caught the coronavirus. He ain't going to get it again. I have zero interest in Zeke this year. Why? You know why I have no interest in Zeke, too. You don't need to play games. You know why I have no interest. Why? Tony Pollard is so good. He's going to steal that third down work. You'd rather have Miles Sanders than Zeke. I mean, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know what quote I'm going to pull for the, for the thumbnail on this. By the way, that's not a hot take. Like, the, there's a lot. Of, I'm not the only high stakes guy that's doing that. Like, it, I, like, there's been situations where I'm pick four, and it's like, I have to choose between Alvin Kamara and Miles Sanders because, or, or I have to choose between Alvin Kamara and Zeke because Miles Sanders is gone. Maybe it's, maybe that's too high, but this has all like the signs of the Christian McCaffrey breakout 2.0. Yeah, it but is, you're like super talented player. You're complete. You're, 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 you're completely betting on the come, and you're leaving just so much guarantee, so many guaranteed touches on the table in, a, in an offense that's going to be even more. Explosive. I don't think it's like I don't think it's guaranteed. Like the Zeke's Zeke's going to have the injury year. The guy is just too big to just go play this number of games every single season. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, the big dog eats. He's 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 going to be just fine. I can't. Get I, I, that's not how this. That's not how football works, and you and I know it. Guys <laughs> get hurt. Guys get dinged up, and if you and we saw what happens if you can give Tony. Like, imagine if imagine if Jerry Jones hadn't signed that contract and let Tony Pollard play out week one and two. Would Zeke even be under contract with Dallas Cowboys right now? I would say no. Well, like, we'll have that's to how good Tony Pollard is when he gets work, and he's going to get work this year. They're not that. They're not that dumb. Yeah. Uh, well, it's I. I before they took CD Lamb, I was like, well, Tony Pollard's just going to get a shitload of receptions because they're not going to be able to keep him off the field. Now I just wonder how. That, it's- and that's what, and that's where I think that like that's why I keep thinking Tony Pollard's going to play third down and Zeke's going to be the one on the bench in those situations. I could be, but Zeke has been good through. I mean, the, even Stephen Jones says, man, that's the straw that that's the straw that stirs the drink, man. Is Zeke? So we'll see. We'll see. We'll, well, we'll see. What only seventy-one there. targets last year. Like he already got a target decrease last year. 71 targets is fantastic for his for Ezekiel Elliott, considering what a workhorse he is on. on I, I just I just don't think he's going to get that. I think we're going to be looking at like 50 to 60 this year. Is Clyde Edwards Hilaire going to be a guy? Who, oh, you, you're, you, you, I have no interest in Clyde Edwards Hilaire. That this is that's <laughs> Damian Williams 2.0 all over. So everyone made this mistake last year, and they just changed the names. <laughs> okay, so. Well, yeah, Damian was going around this point last year, but Damian Williams was not a first-round draft pick. I did never hear anybody in that. I never, I never heard Brett Well, it's a late first. Can we stop going? If he goes 2.01, I think his ADP is like literally six spots lower. Yeah, but the point is that the Chiefs took him at the first opportunity that they had, and Brett Veach said that he and Andy Reid thought he was a better Brian Westbrook. Okay, that's great. That's wonderful. He 56 catches last year. He still has to learn how to pass for Tech Patrick Mahomes as a rookie. You're not no. going to play him on third downs until he can pass Patrick Mahomes, and he's a smaller guy. How long is it going to take to get that trust with no OTAs and no tr- and limited training camp and limited practices and limited games for him to prove it? I think it's going to take till week six or seven at best. It, it screams like Miles Sanders all over again, if you want to be honest with me. Like where he's gonna get like well, no touches, I get, limited touches. I, to- limited I touches, totally limited get that. I mean, I've said that it's. I've, I've said that Jonathan Taylor is gonna follow the 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 Miles Sanders twenty nineteen um, curve, right? But I could definitely see it happening with Clyde Edwards Elaire too. I just think the lack of OTAs is just with all these rookie running backs. I think people are just drastically underestimating the impact that's gonna have. Well, like well, just not having these people in their facilities to work with them 
on what their weaknesses are. I, I just think that's going to – I think people are going to be really surprised at how poor the rookie running backs do early. Do you like Aaron Jones or do you hate him as much as the Packers seem to? I think if he when he starts falling in the late second round, I just keep kind of taking him because again, it's like. Have you seen him fall to the late? I haven't seen that I, yet. I in my Sims. I've seen him fall. I've seen him fall into the third in a couple spots. You, that's that's a little you too really aggressive have, for me. Yeah, Jesus, well, if he I, falls it, there. I mean, if he falls there, I, I all, all, all all of a sudden I I I, I love you him. love him kind of yeah. right. Yeah, me too. Because I haven't, I haven't priced in, I haven't priced into where if he fell to pick two point ten, that would be where I would take him. Yeah, that's about so, where I've been taking him two nine. It depending on like how the board falls and or two eight, even some spots at two six. Like again, like is Aaron Jones any less risky than Leonard Fournette, Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb? No, and we know that Aaron Jones probably has more upside than those guys if they just like realize that AJ Dillon is bad at football, for example. <laughs> yeah, so not a fan of AJ Dillon. You're not you're not worried about him taking over goal line work or anything like that. I mean, he could, but again, right, I'm not drafting him in the first round. I don't need him to get all that goal line work he got last year. There's obviously going to be touchdown regression, but it's just when I start comparing him to Leonard Fournette and Nick Chubb, it's just like, yeah, Melvin Gordon. It's just like, all right, Aaron Jones just has more ceiling than those guys and similar risk levels. So, like, that's where I just, I just have to stop the free fall. So, it, all right. So when we get to that Aaron Jones area and that play, where you know, where I mean, you can get. I know in the, I know that um, one of the higher stakes best balls that I did recently, and I forget whether it was on NFFC or FFPC, but wherever I, I, I noticed that Miles Sanders went very highly in, in that a lot. Top like four he, probably. He was like, that's where he's going. He's going in the top four basically. Oh, when well, you I, can get him I mean six very seven, I mean very highly because I saw him go like eight or something. So like oh, I, that's I don't not, that's not high. That's like his low I don't level. usually see that happening on the on the simulations where you're using the the ADPs from just the you know I'm I'm making a product for you know use yeah, on the, the on the big sites like ESPN oh, for Yahoo, sure. Um, Absolutely. NFL. And by the way, use, this high stakes ADP is free. You should use it. Like, yeah. you, like if you're just playing casually in your leagues and you like spoiler alert, like anything else, like if you're spending thousands of dollars and tens of thousands of dollars, like you're probably going to put more work into it and more research. Like if you just took like one of these ADP sites and plugged it into the, the 2.5 cheat sheet, like good luck losing an ESPN league. Like good luck. It, it would be pr- pretty hard for me to see that happening. So when, whenever I – but. What I'm trying to say is, whenever I think of Miles Sanders, I think of him as more a guy who people are taking, early, you know, early to mid round two, and the guys who I'm seeing go later in round two are now the guys like the Clyde Edwards Elairs. Josh Jacobs has started to fall in PPR leagues a little bit. Um, Dalvin Cook has been falling to that area. I'd be interested to hear your take on Dalvin Cook. But I this can't. Is, I can't. I've, I'm looking to get a second round share of him. I can't find one yet. I would oh. like to take him. I would like to take a late first share of him. I can't find one. You can't? No, nah, I haven't oh. been able to find one. Yet. I'll bet you I do. Keep, I, keep, I'll, I keep running best balls trying to find one. And I'll bet. The pro- I'll, here's the I'll, problem: is I'll, just the, I'll bet the, you the do soon. Gap. Yeah, the talent gap between him and like the Eckler, Chubb, Jacobs tier. People just go screw it. I got to bet on the talent because I don't think people realize how bad that shoulder is. There really Ish. hasn't been a ton of reporting on it. I think if people realized how bad the shoulder is, which is probably the reason, by the way, he's holding out with zero leverage, I think he would fall into that range more often, but I just haven't found it yet. 
whenever you get to that range, though, you start looking at these wide receivers like Mike Evans. Chris Godwin's always gone by then, but Mike Evans seems to always be lingering around there at the two three turn. What do you think about? Him? I mean, you've watched Tom Brady for the last as a spoiled fucking brat Patriots fan. What do you think about Tom Brady, the way he looks now, and how it matches up with Mike Evans' skill set and 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 what he does? I think it's fine. The problem for me is roster construction. We talked about it a little earlier with Michael Thomas, and it's just would you rather have Josh Jacobs and let's call him Calvin Ridley or would you rather have Mike Evans and I have to pull back up running back ADP really quickly and find someone like that range. Le'Veon like Bell. Carson. Yeah, like Chris Carson or David Johnson. David Johnson, James Conner. I actually, I actually like James Conner. Do you like James Conner this year? Yes, I do. Because, you, I mean, we're, we're getting him fit like five, six turn. People are just out. Why, why are they out? He's on the move up. I think people finally realized that, like, wait a minute. Like, McFarland isn't a back and Benny Snell is bad. Yeah. Like, McFarland's yeah. a chain of pace guy. He's never going to be the guy, ever. Anthony McFarland hurts, hurts Jalen Samuels far more than he hurts James Conner. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's correct. just the way it is. Um, right. In that, all right. So, but in that, in that same wide receiver tier, right? So, if we do, so let's say you do go wide receiver a little bit later. You talked about Calvin Ridley. How do you see him falling into place? With, I mean, Amari Cooper is going much earlier than him. Um, Allen Robinson has been falling too, by the way, for no reason. But well, I think that the reason is, is that it's just, I mean, C.D. Lamb's there now, and C.D. Lamb's better than him. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, I mean, I'm not there. Like I'm high on CD Lamb. I'm not there. Like you are, yeah. but I to me this is just comes down to what do you think their run pass ratio is going to be, right? What do you think their run pass ratio is going to be? I have it being a little more pass heavy than most, which is probably why I'm a little bit down on Zeke, because I just bluntly think Mike McCarthy's not a good enough coach to have them up in games, no, no matter fair. what the talent level is. Uh, to, but 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 to be fair, I mean they've had. They've had a shitty coach before, anyway. So it's like it's not that not that big. Well, that, a difference. But that's why I'm that's why I'm shifting up to more passing now. Right? Are you? Now, are you? It's like Mike McCarthy at least will pass when he's down. Jason Garrett will still run the ball. That's the difference. What about Odell Beckham? Why is he going in the third round? I don't understand. He, I, I mean, because, well, because he's because he's because he's Odell Beckham, and like I'm of the opinion that Odell Beckham is still Odell Beckham. Me too. You know, Again, another reason why you can't get me to take Michael Thomas in round one. Right. Do, do you like – are you buying into – I've, I've heard you mention Calvin Ridley. just want to ask you about a few more guys, man, before I let you out of here, Siege. Um, you can ask me about as many guys as you want. Again, okay. it's going back to the couch and watching TV. Like it's not – this is more fun. <laughs> Cal, Calvin Ridley and Allen Robinson are two guys that have been receiving just – Someone uh, needs to explain to me the Allen Robinson love. Well, I'm not there. He's I he's just he's had he's had horrible quarterbacks his whole life. He's been really he still has terrible quarterbacks. He's been really well, but people but what people see is Nick Foles possibly being an upgrade. My problem is I'm not sure that Nick Foles is going to. Um, I I think that the Chicago Bears. I think Ryan Pace is going to tell Nagy that look we it, let's just give Mitch like Mitch I I, I really do think that what. They've already said Mitch, it's gonna be Mitch's job. They've already said it like three times. People just don't want to hear it. 
Yeah, I, I just I don't I I don't think that it's the I don't think that it's the insta call that it's gonna I mean I, it's gonna be fools at some point once Mitch, Mitch shits his pants and the, you know Nagy's just finally tired of it and you know the fans are gonna boo up if there are fans but there people you know people people are gonna be booing up there at the Ryan Pace's you know GM box but like that for him I mean that dude traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky he passed on Patrick Mahomes he passed on Deshaun Watson it's like he's gotta <laughs> he's gotta get it right. You know, he's going to like it's going to take so much for him to finally throw in the towel and say, dude, I, I really did fuck this up really badly. So it just it feels like there's going to be a lot of just a lot of pressure within that organization to, you know, just get, at least give Mitch the chance out of the starting game. I, I think it's just gonna, a general question. Yeah. Why would you ever draft the bear in fantasy this year? I well, that's what we've I mean. Yeah, I mean it's 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 easy not to take any of them until they get rid of that fucking clown show, clown car, squirt gun, fucking smoke and mirrors, you know, poor man's um, greatest show on turf, shit show. It's like Nagy's a cockamamie coach. The only thing you could talk me into drafting is a Ted Ginn share in like the fiftieth round for the week that he has in a best ball, where you know he's going to have one week where he has two touchdowns on two targets. I've been getting I've been getting some David Montgomery in like the sixth round of some of these drafts, oh, and I just I'm not even really. sure how much I like it. But as a, as your RB four, it doesn't seem like the worst. If if you've had a roster, the problem is that tier is just so strong at wide receiver. It's like okay, let's see. Again, I'm just using NFC because that's what I use. Uh, let's see, where is he? He is at ADP. Where is David Montgomery? Fifty five. Yeah, I I right? got him today. But if in I the just six. go to the wide receivers in that tier, it's. Keenan Allen, Devil Samuel, Terry McLaurin, T.Y. Hilton, Devontae Parker, who, by mm-hmm. the way, I don't know why everyone is down on. Uh, because Tyler everybody's Boyd. got their cockamamie ideas about Mike Gesicki and Preston Williams. Gis- okay, it's like they've forgotten all, I love about those this. guys too, but yeah. Devontae Parker is awesome. Yeah. Why does everyone think the Miami – like if you, want, if you take away a summary from this show, CJ is high on the Dolphins and the Patriots offenses this year. I have no understanding why the Bills defense is getting drafted like it's this great defense. The Dolphins' offense is good. Does anyone remember what happened the last month and a half of the season? They just kept putting up points every week. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going nowhere this year until like week 12. Nowhere. They literally just hired his offensive coordinator from everywhere just to fit the offense around him. He's going nowhere. No, I I agree. I, but I just – I think the people are like, you know, if if I like Mike Gesicki, if I, you know, if I like Preston Williams. Just like the uh, offense. The running backs suck. It's fine. Just like the offense. Why can't you just like the offense? Oh, I, I get it. So so do, do you like Jordan Howard for a 10th round pick? I, I, I would just rather take Breida. Okay. That's, There's that's, more ways for Breida to win the role than there is for Jordan Howard to win the role. God, it, but, is, but it, is, is, isn't that duo just miles better than anything they had last season? Oh, I yeah, mean, we were sure. talking about Mark well, Walton well, and Patrick Lair. Seven games of the season. I'm just going to read the Dolphins' point totals. 20, 24, 37, 21, 20, 38, 27. That doesn't seem right. It, it is right. Yeah, that's crazy. And if I keep going back, I could have gone back farther, actually. I could have gone – basically, if you take out the first month of the season where, like, half their roster wasn't with the team at the start of the season, like, really respectable. Like, it's, they scored 16 points – or they scored 26 points before the bye – and after the, after the bye, they, the lowest number of points they scored was 14. It was once. Like, they were a really good offense, but everyone just gave up on them after September because they were such a train wreck in September. 
Do you think that there's any chance that J.K. Dobbins can take over the role from no. Mark Ingram? So, no. Why? I, I, this is one year early for me. I don't get it. I don't get the J.K. Dobbins ABVP. Well, because J.K. Dobbins is a sick player. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm, just, that's, that's I'm not getting that's, any that's of them anymore. This year, because, though, right. that's for next year. It's like it's like when they took Lamar Jackson, and one it, it wasn't for the first year. It's for year two. Like, why would you pay Mark Ingram all that money to just not run him in the ground this year? Like, J.K. Dobbins will be a way better change of pace when they're up and stuff, but Mark Ingram's still going to be the guy. What At about least for the first eight to ten weeks of the season? Well, I mean, I like we said earlier, like we talked about these mile, these 2019 Miles Sanders cautionary tales, where it's like, yeah, I got him. He could have been a league winner for me if he didn't just tank my season to start the year. That's might be the way that you look at, you know. That it, it, it's a scenario again, with J.K. Dobbins here with all those elite wide receivers that are just. I'm just like, how can I pass up on Sutton, Chark, Lockett, Allen, Samuel, McLaurin, Parker, all in the name to just have J.K. Dobbins maybe do something in the second half of the season? Like, it just feels like really, really bad asset management to me. On that on that same team and sort of in the same, you know, not the same general, not where I'm taking them, but I have I have Marquise Brown pushed way up. To where you know I'm trying to you know I'm, I'm trying to get as much of him and as much uh, Will Fuller as I, I don't I don't there's a lot of sharp people that are on Marquise Brown I am not there and what and what's your is he just too small for you do you think he can't stay healthy what, I think it's too many bodies like why aren't they like they've shown that there's they're okay rotating guys and they just drafted more bodies like why aren't they, why are we assuming they're just going to change their personnel around Marquise Brown that's because, my problem because he was because he was Lamar Jackson's handpicked player he said go 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 get me Hollywood this year they, they, they or go give me Jerry Judy year. next year. Well, they played. I mean, well, he was he was half injured. He was a rookie. He had no time to get ready during the fucking preseason. It, it was like this year they're talking about him like they're ready to unleash a fucking nuclear weapon. I mean, that's nice. I just the snap counts. I guess towards the end of the season were better. I just for a fifth round receiver when the high water mark was seventy five percent of the snaps, and then they went and got more bodies too, like. Ugh, I don't know. What about in I, what? What about in um? What about in just best ball? Yeah, I mean, sure, he's he's a home run pick, but again, I'm not taking him ahead of. Like for example, like would I rather would I like to take Marquise Brown or would I rather shove up CD Lamb around or two to make sure I got him? To me, oh, I might shove up oh, CD Lamb. Oh, 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 all right. Well, so if you're talking about that. Let me just ask. But that's, like, would you, that's would you rather? Manager, right? Let's say would, you're on the turn. I understand. Let's say you're but, on the turn. Yeah. You know. Well, and you know you're not going to get back, or and you. Well, that's the worst. I I I I hate thinking like that. I mean, I'm just. But I hate that's thinking. Where you just take the player you think's better, right? And I just think CD Lamb's better, so I'm just going to take the better player. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be a slave to the ADP because then I'm just not making. My goal is to put the most talented rosters or players on my roster, not win the ADP battle. So, so, like, I have C.D. Lamb above Marquise Brown, so it's just going to be really hard for me to get to Marquise Brown. Do you have Do you have Marquise? Do you have Stephon Diggs above those guys? Oh hell no! Okay, so so we're at least on the same page there. No, I, I, every, I, it's funny when I li- listed off those guys in that ADP tier. I just every time I got Stephon Diggs, I just skipped them and went back. <laughs> okay. and I went to the next name. Okay, so I got nope, not lumping Stephon Diggs in with T.Y. Hilton, Devontae Parker, Terry McLaurin. Nope, not doing that. Strong I find my pass. I find myself having this to, and and this like this is just one that 
I'm having a decision. These guys are right next to each other on the cheat sheet, and they're both sort of bumped up enough as le- as leverage against ADP that I'm finding that I have the decision between the two of them pretty often, usually in the eighth round. And that is um, that is Keyshawn Vaughn and Darius Slayton. Do you have yeah, thoughts see, have on those two guys? Opinion. I would take Vaughn there. I have <laughs> – actually, I'm going to tell you this prop off there because I'm not sure I want this to be public knowledge yet. I have a, I have a, I have a pro Vaughn prop that it's kind of like my CMC uh, Leonard Fournette prop from a couple of years ago. What, was um, it, you, could, you could tell the audience they're going to love to hear I, it. They so love not, CJ's I'm takes. Not, I'm not sure I, how much more I'm going to take on this prop. So I don't want this to like just like be a thing like where it was like CMC I was taking all comers. I have uh, Vaughn at two to one to outscore Calaire in PPR. Oh, I think it's fun. I think yeah, it's pretty. Is that oh? Is that? I think that that might have did. Did that um, percolate and come to fruition from something out of the DMs of our Siege Dynasty Invitational? Um, yes. Twitter. Yes. Yeah, it did. I remember yes, it those, did. those 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 talks and who the other various parties were uh, in, involved there. Um, yeah, I, 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 I just think I think why can't Vaughn be James White? Well, it, here's the thing about Keyshawn Vaughn. He's the best pass protecting back of this whole class correct so why can't he be james white <laughs> right exactly i completely agree yeah so why so, can't he why can't he be james white right out of the bag and, and, and by the way and people will say that he only well, p- well people say that he only blah 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 he only had what 21 receptions or whatever but if you look at the market share it's like that was still 14 percent of his team's total receptions last last season like that's a bet that's a better market share than clyde edwards elair had as far as and, the and, as far as the percentage yeah. of total receptions that he had in his offense, it was a bigger piece of the pie than Clyde Edwards Elair did, even though he had fifty six catches. God, I need to start getting more Vaughn. I've been letting him just go because I know I can get him later. I just I probably should just go back to taking a stand on him. Like I've been what passing if, on him for like James White the original, but I probably should just go back to taking Vaughn first. Well, all right, but just outside of choosing those choosing between those two, what do you think about Slayton just in general? I I hard for me to draft a giant other than Saquon. Maybe Evan Ingram, but I just don't know. I have no idea what Joe Judge is going to do. None, zero, and I just maybe when I get closer to draft season and I see a preseason game and the ADP start to tighten up a little bit, and you know the guys that I like are starting to rise up boards, maybe I get back to some of these guys. But right now, it's just like Darius Slayton's going as where I see him at least wide receiver forty-one. Guys behind him that I like, Jerry Judy. Mikkel Hartman. I want to ask you about Mikkel Hartman because I think I'm like must be seeing something wrong. Mike Williams. And I'm just going to take the Emmanuel Sanders. I'm just going to take Emmanuel Sanders over Darius Slayton every time. What, what do you think you're seeing wrong about Mikkel Hartman? Or you think he's going why? too early or too late? Why? I don't have much of an opinion. I'm just – I'm not getting much of it. late. Like why, why do people think Sammy Watkins is still a thing? I, I don't – I'm not necessarily sure I think Sammy Watkins is still a thing. It's just, man, you just look at – so like why I mean, here, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase just, this with, yeah. back to what we just talking about Marquise. Why is Marquise Brown getting the second year bump and McCall Hardman is not when Hardman's on the better offense? Oh, I mean that's I, I guess I guess that's a fair point. I think this is the fact that we at least we saw two two monster games out of McCall Hardman or I mean out of Marquise Brown last year. We didn't see any true monsters out of Nicole last year, uh, and that was and that was due to the fact that yeah he didn't get the volume. If we're expecting. You know, some volume to shift his way, which it likely could, I, I suppose. And yeah, we could. But I mean, he definitely. I mean, he got you less than seven fantasy points in standard over sixty percent of the time last year. Same with yeah, P- he's definitely P- more PPR. Of a he got you, sure. Yeah, I just I'm. Um, he's just he 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 doesn't profile as the 
the and the fact is, even if we think it's even if we think that Sammy Watkins is nothing to you know nothing to write home about at this point in his career, the fact of the matter is there still is you know what's my you know our friend uh, the the Podfather Matt Kelly talks about you know the law of the conservation of targets like those targets like those targets still um, those it isn't like targets have been vacated the, like those targets still ex, you know. Theoretically, exist and a shift would have to occur. And I'm I'm not saying I don't think a shift would have to occur, but I'm just not sure it's a shift where it's going to add you know 50 percent to Miko Hardman's targets, where he's going to be able to pop off for the same kind of monster games that that Marquise Brown was. So that's why I am more interested in Marquise Brown than I am in Miko. And 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 also, so would you Marquise, take Gallup Marquise Brown is just for example. I I I'm not I don't I I I don't know because I'm I'm never faced with that. I'm just I'm I'm not looking at either of them. Um, but if it came down to a situation where, um, for, you know, for some reason, you know, they were both, I mean, if Deshaun Jackson's available, I'm taking D- Deshaun Jackson over either of them. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Deshaun <laughs> yeah. Jackson. Yeah, I am. I'm taking Whoa. Deshaun Jackson over either. Well, when, I, when, when, when we're talking like, about that, those guys like might be literally 200 spots in ADP apart. Yeah. All right. It's not 200. It's a hot, let's see, he's going 143rd. And those DJX has like, like a one has, has like a one sixty one ADP or something like that. Oh, he's just, if, I'm, if that's what I'm saying, like if, if I'm looking for that type of player, I'd rather just I'd, I'd and I'm not necessarily you saying would pick I would Jalen take, Rager first. Then is what you're saying. No, I don't have any interest in, in Jalen Rager. I I I, I, I have I have in, in, in Dynasty. I certainly do, but not in Reacher. Dude, they've even already said that Jalen Rager's gonna have to play the Z, and, and that Deshaun Jackson is still the number Alshon one. Deshaun Jeffrey washed though. He's and done. he's gonna have to. He's he's gonna he's uh, Rager's gonna have to line up behind Deshaun Jackson and learn from him because they're worried that he's not gonna like that was the thing too, man. I mean, if, that's if you listen, Alshon Jeffrey's gonna play a game, like more than two minutes. I, I I get it. Look, Deshaun Jackson always starts the season hot. When he does, you can maybe trade him. You, whatever you need to do, but like those first couple games, man, I'm going to want to have Deshaun Jackson as, as as my wide receiver three if I can get him this late in drafts. And if I'm oh looking for that God. type of player, wow, yeah. Of all the bits, all my hot takes, you come in with Jalen with Deshaun Jackson over Hardman and Gallup is way hotter than anything I post <laughs> on the other show. That what is about, as hot as hot gets. Wow. That is, that, 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 that is nowhere near as hot as saying you're going to take hot. Miles Sanders over Zeke. You, you're basically saying you'll take someone at 140 ADP over two consensus top 100 players. Yeah, that's a massive hot take. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Yeah. This is not, that's not, you know, you're normally like Mr. Conservative and just trust the sheet and just, you know, play to win, don't play to be a hero. And then you just, that is like, as hero as hero takes get I'm proud of you <laughs> <laughs>